This is another episode of the Comedy Reject Podcast. I'm your host and MC, Sterling Scott. And uh, are you? Because I mean, the guy I know doesn't sound like that. Yeah, because Who, who's I'm, that guy? I'm high. Hey, hey. We are on a you lot turned, of drugs right now. You turned the thing on and you became a different person. I yeah. see this in radio jockeys mm-hmm. when you mm-hmm. get interviewed. Look, I get interviewed by radio now. Because you're awesome. Just wanted to start with that. Can we introduce who the fuck I'm talking to? I think we already have. I think you came in, but we don't know who you are. Ladies and gentlemen, know. my dedicated 40. I'm talking to none other than the phenom from down south, <laughs> Brett Forte. That's not accurate at all because it's Alberta's so not said south. We, uh, Calgary is south of Edmonton. This podcast has Whoa. 40 listeners Whoa. from Edmonton, and therefore okay. you are south. Hey. <laughs> Me and you got off on the wrong foot today. <laughs> and and also know that I bookmarked <sighs> in my head. Uh, my, you don't need to do that. Don't worry. It'll be fine. He's trying to touch the recorder fans. He's not. It was dangerously close to the edge of the table. It's an H4N. I could shoot it and it would still record two albums. Is this a nerd joke? No. H4N? What does that even mean? That's the name Who's of the recorder. For? Which of your dedicated 40 or sound engineers that are laughing at it? Three H- of them. One of them reproduced the album. Hey, what's up, Matt? He's in Nova Scotia oh, so right Matt's now. Matt's laughing right now? Yes, he oh, is. H4N. And he writes me every week. God <laughs> bless you, Matt. He recorded and produced uh, fucking my album, Corporate Clean. And he's a dedicated 40 follower. Hey, Matt. If you <laughs> Is this a... Every, I swear to God he is. Can the 40 see each other? Do they all know it's just 40? No, they don't know each other. To be honest, they're all from different walks of life, and they all are uh, uh, fucking weird. Okay. And I love them. Okay. So we can be a little bit more open, you're saying? Yes. All right. Cool. Yeah. I don't have a large fan base. Mm. So we can get into it. Oh, I hope so. So um, I brought you on the podcast today because I find you to be one of the most interesting, dangerous people on the planet. And... uh, the audience is probably like, well, what, how, how <laughs> yeah, is that yeah. even happening? Don't you have to let me dangerous. explain. I look at my um, ankles. You're, you're dangerous because <laughs> you take risks that scare normal people. Mm-hmm. You have, in fact, done some shit that I'm not even sure I'm going to say just yet. And you record it and play it for your fans. Uh, and, and you have zero fear. Like, you're not ever worried. About them. Yeah. Okay, can I say the so, one about the the with the with the documents? You can say whatever you want. Okay, I just want to make sure because forty people. It's just for the forty. Okay, good. <laughs> Yo, my dedicated forty. One time, this motherfucker wanted to cross the border, so he created fake documents of a show that he was booked for that doesn't fucking exist. Drove up to the motherfucking police and said, "Here's my documents. Let me through." Now. As a black person, I will tell you right now, the kazongas it takes to fucking do that okay. is insane to me. And you filmed it. It's not something you did quietly, secretly. You literally had the fucking camera on the police yeah. and watch them react to you coming through with a police car. By the way, he drives a police car with the bumper saying, and I'm not making this up, defunded. You're a fucking lunatic. And I love it. Okay. So 
What is the adrenaline high from doing? Do you get high from this? Does it make you feel excited? Why do you think these are good ideas? Yeah, okay. There's a bit of the adrenaline, I guess, to it. Um, I remember when I used to like shoplift when I was underage. <laughs> and the only, so I never shoplifted as an adult. Yeah, neither have I. Never will. But well, where did you shoplift from as a kid? I'll get into it. Okay. But being, you know, a uh, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 year old, smart enough to realize that if you do get caught, it is nothing more than a slap on the hand. You're given this out of jail free card. So now you can play with more confidence. But other people don't walk around in this world knowing what cards they have. So you opened up from a black male perspective of like, fuck, I'm not risking this around the police. I, as a white man, have this card that I get to play. It's the fuck you card. He's laughing, by the way. He's not holding his microphone. For the audio listeners, it might sound like he's silent right now. He's having a good time. He's still here. So put the mic in your face. Okay, guys, I'm laughing, but I'm packing some weed right now. You just left so me hanging. I did not leave you yeah, hanging. Yeah, you did. On an story. audio level, you did. In the room, you didn't. It's such a good story. You don't. Can I tell me. you something from a white man perspective? Oh, here okay? we go. This is um, going to be true. This happened to me twice tonight. When a white man has enough confidence to attempt a black joke in front of the person he's talking about, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. if he doesn't receive instant feedback, positivity, <laughs> you're left in this fucking hole of despair. You're like, oh no, I've said something wrong. You know, it happened to me earlier tonight with a gay joke. I made a gay joke in front of a gay guy and it didn't go well. <laughs> and we'll just leave it at that. And we'll just leave it at that. And then I said... Something on the topic of, of black and you audibly left me hanging. And I just have to explain I, that for your 40. I, it's for your 40. Okay, cool. But for my 40, please understand, guys, I'm packing up some weed. I put some hash. I put two kinds of hash. Here's the ad break. Grab a <laughs> Keef uh -huh. and fucking pink kush and satrique. I'm yeah. about to bond this blood clot. No, please don't. No. So while he's telling these amazing stories, mana mana go bona tingas the blood clot. So back to your story, shoplifting, which I totally identify with because I have a story about that later. Okay, so uh, thanks, man. Keeping us on track. Nice work. So that was to get out of jail free car. I never had to use it, but uh, it's kind of, I would do it because I got to show off. All right, let's be honest. What is it? Mm -hmm. It's to... I like to like go to a 7-Eleven and load up on 20 chocolate bars up my sleeves everywhere, new pockets, shoes, so that in a conversation while someone's talking and telling a story, I can just slowly start pulling chocolate bars out one by one until they're like, <laughs> what the fuck is happening right You're now? You're the coolest kid ever now, right? Yeah, now. yeah. You're like fucking sliding yeah. out chocolate bars. That's a dope thing yeah. to do. I'm Tom Cruise. I'm cool. <laughs> is what I'm, I'm trying to tell everyone. I'm pretty cool because cool. obviously as a kid kid i wasn't cool i was uh well i was ridiculed but we'll get into some of that later what do you mean ridiculed <laughs> well what do you mean ridiculed hold on because as comedians we ridicule each other a lot look when you say ridiculed how bad did it get <laughs> okay look i don't know where to start okay can we go do we go skin color or sexuality <laughs> <laughs> okay why i want to start with skin color <laughs> 
is because for my dedicated 40, I need you to go and follow Brett Forte. <laughs> Brett Forte looks like he could be, yeah. you know, Something. like Mexican. Something. Like, but like mixed with white, mm. but like he could also be Greek. Mm-hmm. He could be Italian. Mm-hmm. He could just be straight white. And one day we were writing that TV pilot together. Me and Brett wrote a look, TV pilot. Look, together. we write TV pilots. It's something right. we do. Way, it was a phenomenal. I mean, pilot. we don't have to get I, into we it. We don't have to get into it, but it was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, but I will say that one day <laughs> I remember we were sitting at a table and someone said, what are you? And I go, yeah, what are you? And you go, fucking, why would you ask that? And I respected that response because as a black person, people always are like, where are you from? And I'm like, man, fuck you. I gave you a hard time about it. Yes, you did. That's hilarious. Yes, you did. And I respected it because as a black guy who gets this question a lot where it's (laughs) like, are you from Jamaica? And it's like, no, I have a friend from Jamaica. (laughs) He looks like you. You guys should be friends. Do you know him? So when we said that, I realized the insensitivity because I hate. Oh, I wasn't offended me. by it. Don't worry. I know, but the response was beautiful. And so let's start with yeah. skin color. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Because you tan. Good choice. Dark Chrono- hair. Chronologically, that's the right decision. Yeah. Like you're a very uh, like you're a European white where you turn you tan brown. Yeah. Yeah. Quick. You don't turn. Quick. You're not. You're not Albertan white where you turn pink. Mm, yeah. But I'll go full Mexican in the summer if I, I want can, to. I if I want to. Buddy, you look Spanish. Yeah. You look like a Spaniard. And then I got that is, Indian nose when I turn that sideways. Right. right? That bump. But then you'd right? still be mixed. Right. Like you can be in the sun, full mm. Spaniard. Spain. There's white Spanish people. I got a sweater next door made in Spain. It's got leather on it. I hope the person looks just like you. I'm going to wear it tomorrow night. Saturday night special sweater. It's sitting there hanging, man. It's ready to go. So <laughs> look, tell me about so the skin, skin color discrimination in right, school. You're gonna like, How old were you? Let's go into it. Yeah, you're going to like this because... Yes, uh, I will. It's very young. At a very young age, I was visibly darker uh, than I should be. My parents are both ghost white. So, mm-hmm. like, quite white. Mm-hmm. And there's very little photos of us together. And... <laughs> Of those photos. When did you notice there was very little photos and you walk around the house like, Mama, when, when when did I come? And she's like, nah, motherfucker, we ain't got that shit. I don't know. Like, I guess I've always known that? that we don't have a rich photo library. As it, Look, our family is three people. I'm an only child. My dad's an only child. My mom's an only child. Mm. It's just three losers hanging out. <laughs> it's just three people looking at each other every Sunday. <laughs> Like, did you do anything? Nope. How about you? Nope. Okay. I guess we're done for today. That's it. Are you serious? See you next week. Fucking wild. We have a way better time than that. I believe that because your your family's very interesting, which I hope you talk about later. But back to the skin color. Yeah. Okay. So I'm too dark, man. And the other thing, and and my dedicated 40 is laughing right now because they know how dark I am. (laughs) And I'm sitting across from a guy <laughs> yeah, that yeah, I just yeah, said yeah. a white Spaniard. And he goes, <laughs> yeah. I'm too dark. Dude. And they're like, unfollow. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm less dark now than I was then. That's the thing. I've lost some darkness. Jesus, you're living in Calgary too it's long. It's insane. I like got taller and it's, it stretched out. <laughs> I think. I've never really thought about it. So. I'm too dark, man. And I'm also dirty. I'm not <gasps> bathing enough as a kid. I'm doing too much playing. Not yeah. enough washing. We've all been there, right? Yeah, Am I connecting with yeah. anyone in the 40? Were you a child? Mm-hmm. So, you know, look, little things would happen too. Like I got attacked by this bird one time. 
So I, the bird was racist. Yeah. Well, the point is, man, is like the, <laughs> the peregrine falcon came down and it clawed the back of my head when I'm playing soccer in the back of my grandparents' yard. And then years later, I was like, oh, my God, I'm so brown and skinny. The bird thought I was a worm. <laughs> I realized like I'm a fucking, you know. So I and the rest of the kids are starting to realize you're look at it was falling and I caught it. You did. You did. I'll put it over here so I can see it. I've been I've been I've been smoking. Caught the audio recording for those listening. Yeah, the recorder was gonna fall. Anyway, so and I'm, back to the story. So I'm brown and, and the rest of the kids are noticing and they're like, Where are you from? And like you're the brown kid. Oh, the brat Brett's Brett's the brown kid. And I'm like, you know, just Canadian and, <laughs> and a bit English. A bit French, a bit Italian. So is everyone. Okay. Everyone's mm. a bit Ukrainian. Everyone's a bit everything. So there's a little Italian in there. All right. So, yeah, but not enough. I got one cousin who has a dark complexion, and that's where I get it from. But the mm. true story is my dad made my mom take high levels of beta carotene while she was pregnant with me. He read in a, <laughs> he read in a muscle book <laughs> that this is healthy for the baby. So for nine months, my mom's pumped full of. From, of that BC, that, that beta carotene. And I came out with a glow. They described it anyways. The doctor says I was glowing. And um, my dad said I look like Bart Simpson, by the way. That's the first thing he said. He looks out, he goes, yeah, That's, jaundice. Yeah, Bart Simpson. Weird. So I was visibly darker already. I was a designer baby before designer babies. My dad did it with vitamins from Shoppers Drug Mart. That is so fucking yeah. funny, bro. You've never told me this he story me this, before. He gave me this hair, too. He chalked my mom full of niacin. Oh. This is niacin you're looking at. You guys can't see it, but Brett does have fantastic model hair. The it's kind of hair that he literally... Black people, you hate him because he's the one that, like, when he goes, I have to get my hair done, he runs his hand through it three times, shakes, and all of a sudden it falls into fucking... Ready for the photo shoot? That's Brett's hair. It's that good. Picture oh. Sterling Archer. That kind of hair. That's Brett's hair. Sterling Archer's hair. Live and in front on this mic. Take it away. Okay. That's that's my dad's, you know, cooking. That's my dad throwing in a bit of seed and then some vitamins. And saying, let's <laughs> let's make so a baby. It's so funny. And yeah, it's gonna come out with some buck teeth and like there's gonna be some some small bones on him. He's gonna have thin wrists, thin ankles, you know. Solid piece on him, tell you that. Oh my god! But us tall, skinny guys, we're known for that, aren't we? Mm, hey, I, I'm not tall and skinny. Hey, how come? Mm -hmm. How come? What? He's, why? Why? How many times? Look, from my perspective, a lot mm -hmm. of girls always say that. Oh, you're a tall, white guy, tall, thin, white guy, big dick. Because of the illusion. Because you know, like when you're slimmer, right? There's no belly to protrude forward. And there's no thick thighs to block. Yeah, it's optics. Yeah. It's like, uh, for example, uh, when you watch uh, like, like, like a fat guy fuck in porn, his dick might be 10 inches, but he may look comparable to yourself. But then when you go and you see the skinny guy with an eight inch dick and it looks like it's fucking a third leg. Okay. It's just because of the fact that the belly is non-existent. That yeah. guy's legs are so skinny. And so and he's mine. got a thigh gap. If you have a man and you're a thigh gap. I talk about it. Yeah. I do have a thigh gap. Exactly. So now you have a thigh gap. So now think about it. There's all that air yeah. around your dick. And I fill it. Exactly. With <laughs> dick. But if you had gut, if you had gut and thick thighs, yeah. 
You just be average in their eyes. Here's the thing, though. I have a but chi- deep I have in a, their thighs. Most of the time, I have a child's penis, and I, so I there, there's been times in the in the change room as a grown man, like 26 years old. I've seen like a fucking child changing next to me, and I've had to hide from the child because he's walking around fucking like, you know, um, you know that broccoli that's misted at the grocery store. It's like yes. plump. It's sitting there yes. plump and like yes. Yes. wet. Oh that's a bad god. word but it's ready oh my god and i'm not what the fuck bro uh i gotta be honest and that's i open. have not seen a child's penis in the locker I'll t- room i'll show you one right now i don't want to know that you have that in your phone that's a federal offense. No, no, on my body dude i'll fucking oh on your body no because you're talking about this child with this sprout like penis that you're worried about yeah there's two child's penises in this story <laughs> his and mine Catch up, guy. <laughs> this is for the forty. So <laughs> oh, words! I said words. This I get in trouble. Uh, Everyone, you don't get in trouble. Not on this podcast. Oh, not for the things I've said. Oh, don't say those words. Oh my God! Okay. Holy shit! Actions speak louder than words. They're not actions. Haha. <laughs> now you see. Here's the thing. In a comedic sense, yeah. I agree 100 percent with you. Yeah. The problem is that we um, are involved in a non-physical. Uh, mental game. Comedians don't hit each other. We outwit each other. I almost fought a guy in the audience tonight. What do you mean? <laughs> Fucking dude, you are a contradiction to everything. What are you and talking about? I love it. How did you? I'm dodging up? whiskey glasses some nights in your city. What that, do you mean? Okay, now that does happen. But that happens no matter what. If you're a good comic, <laughs> someone throws a whiskey glass at you. I get eventually. Oh, yeah? But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm talking about the fact that with an exchange before the whiskey glass, you don't throw the whiskey glass. They throw the whiskey glass. Correct. So they yeah. ran out of words. You had plenty but more. But I'm the Woody Woodpecker. <laughs> Just nibbling away at them before they do it. Nah, it doesn't matter. Now, it's kind of like when, two, when a bunch of comedians get together and start roasting each other. Now, this doesn't happen a lot with the whites. Uh, but... <laughs> White comics usually get together and talk great about each other. Black comics tonight was get too together. much. Yeah, black com- <laughs> like tonight. Yeah, tonight was a perfect uh, example. I had to leave. You saw right. me leave the table. You I guys did. were all talking how great everything went. Right. I couldn't stand it. Black comics get together and <laughs> fucking rip you to shreds. You yeah. stupid corny hack ass motherfucker. Yeah, you had a good set, but you go talk about motherfucking McDonald's. This piece of shit go talk about like, and it's fun because it's a. We're picking at you, and the only defense you have is more words. So if you're not strong enough comedically, you lose. Take the ass whooping, you know? Mm-hmm. That's what I mean by non-physical. When a crowd throws a glass at you, that's because the crowd ran out of words. No comedian has ever thrown <laughs> the glass at the crowd. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, but remember you recently made a joke in a circle of comedians at an airport, and it didn't go so well? Did I? What was the joke? Because I make a lot of jokes that don't go well. No, yeah, but they took it the wrong way. And then, there were, you know, you're like, oh, I didn't mean it that way. Oh, that happened. Yeah, that happened uh, yeah. just for laughs. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Not that I'm teeing it up. It's mm-hmm. it's probably too inside for the 40. Let's be honest. But, well, I mean. Look, so it happens to you, too. You, you say words. I'm just saying, though, like a comedian doesn't throw the glass at the audience. Because the comedian has more words. If you ever seen a comedian strike first, 
they ran out of the words. They lost. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? I know. And then amongst comedians in the white culture, it's to compliment each other. In black culture, it's to find weaknesses and shit on it and see if that person could fight their way out. And that's the enjoyment. That is my job. See, you, this is why uh, the but, other, on the first show we were on, and yeah. I was like, oh, Brett is the next black comedian. <laughs> One of the top black comedians in Alberta right uh, now. The reason why I say that is because your your attitude, your swag is so fucking like against the grain of white culture. And it makes me laugh every time. Dude. You look for conflict. These are the shoes, by the way. We got to do a flashback story. I When oh I headlined your God. show for the first time, it's a shisha room, entirely black audience. So I'm walking <laughs> up, looking at just uh, an entirely black audience, all holding shisha pipes and realizing, oh, they can't clap. They can't make any noise. One of their hands is has a tube in it. Uh-oh. Oh, they're all wearing glasses. They're all wearing tinted glasses. Oh, my God. They're like at an NBA fucking all-star party. They're all dressed like cool and shit. They're wearing their winter jackets. Yes. I fucking hate that, dude. Dude, when I walk into an LA nightclub, which was once in my life, or else I'd kill myself if I did it again, watching that. They're standing up in their fucking eight chains and their huge winter jacket inside. And mm -hmm. it's like, what the fuck is this? What's happening? That's the show you signed You're up for. You're watching the sweat and they're just there to look cool. They're not having a good time. Yeah, I don't think so either. Anyways, back. So now back to the shoes and why this worked in your favor. Yeah. So I don't know, didn't know what to do. I got up there. I'm new. I'm pretty new, right? This was your two you years. Were year and a half, two years. Two yeah. years. So I got like 20 for you. I'm coming with 20, 30. Yeah. 30. You were, yeah. You only needed 15, but I said, have well, fun. I go 15 minimum and then have fun. Should be on the record. I headlined in three years. So that means you that did. two years in. You definitely did. I was probably around the 30. Five mark. I didn't headline till four years, so congrats to you, boy. Yeah. Battle one. Buddy, you're killing. But get back into the store. Well, I didn't know what to do. And I whatever I opened with uh bombed. I remember that. Mm -hmm. Whatever I whatever the first thing I said was bad. <laughs> and how then, did you know it was bad by the audience? Whatever, yeah. it was bad. This is a black crowd, and so I, the black crowd right. bad is different. <laughs> oh, it's uh actually awesome and that's a such a gun to your head moment that i love dude yeah let's talk so kind of the overall theme of this you're talking about the nerves i kind of like a gun to my head moment you're right mm. like, you work better under pressure when i do push-ups i do it with a gun i told you <laughs> on the stick it's balanced on the ground and i put my forehead to it that's how i know the rep is complete when my forehead <sighs> touches the barrel of a freshly dude. fired revolver well i believe it because of the things you do is very suicidal yeah so now you're not the show's not going well so it's not going well but then Pop I, out the shoes i straight up just said yeah but i got these shoes though <laughs> i just and said that anyway to much to my demise the black crowd yeah. looked at his shoes and said fuck yeah those yeah. are actual nice shoes holy and then they started to applaud him yeah so <laughs> this is shoes. Dude, look at these shoes, man. They're four. This is now four years, five years down the road. Yeah, it's been a while. So look at they're thoroughly worn in, man. Mm -hmm. I got some stories with these shoes, but I these are the that. these are the ones that got me out of a pinch at your shisha yeah. bar. I raised that shoe. They fucking applauded, and then you had a great. I set. had them, and then I lost them briefly later. Uh -huh. I raised the shoe again. <laughs> I got them back. I got uh, them back with the fucking right shoe. Black people do better. We should not be getting. <laughs> 
though. But it was an important but it, moment it did work. for me. It did work, though. It this did work. is why I have confidence because I've done those sort of moments. And I'm like, man, I just got out of there and I did exactly that. Mm-hmm. So that's fun. Let's move on to the next challenge. Mm. I'll lie to a cop. I'll make a fake fucking document. <sighs> Dude, that's not even scary. That's just smart. You don't want to be in a argument with a cop and have no fucking evidence, even if it is fake. You yeah, but I would something. never have even made the drive to do go there. So, okay, in all of your shenanigans, now, could you tell them uh, what's the name of Look, the... we're not even at the skin color story yet. We're not done the skin Holy color Holy shit, story. we didn't even get to that. And I was going to get into stories that matter. Right, we got to put a pause. We need to get back into the we skin color. We got hemorrhage color. right now in this mm. podcast. There's so what been... we're going to do is we're going to stop this story because we want to get into what you experienced with the skin color, knowing that you were so dark that a falcon would attack you thinking you were a skinny worm in your parents, in your grandparents' backyard. Take it away. Yeah. Yeah, we're making uh, interesting storytelling decisions. Yes, tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's like an act? What's a director that would do something like that? Like start the movie at the end and then right? Isn't that like a Scorsese move or something? I don't know, man. Oh, Tarantino. Oh, is that? Oh, sorry. Nah, Tarantino opens with violence. Okay, and yeah. feet. He loves feet. Feet, violence, and mer- and uh, the word nigga. It's in, <laughs> oh it's yeah, in a lot did. of his movies. Yeah. And honestly, when you're paying $20 to see a movie, I'm thankful. I'm like, yeah, I'm getting the full experience yep. here. You're getting everything he's got. Yeah. They're not backing away from anything. Oh, man. Do you know what the sad part is? He's only making one more film and he's going to retire. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is a work. This, yeah. is, this is to sell tickets. No. This no, is no. a fake retirement. No, no, no. Brady did it. Jordan did it. Tarant- Brady, Tarantino's Brady. doing a fake retirement. So. And let's bet on it now. Okay. Here's the bet. He said the next movie is his last is movie. His last movie. Uh-huh. All right. All right. Yeah. If I'm right. Okay. And we give a five-year uh, max on if he doesn't. No, max is max. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Whatever. Fucking. If he makes anything and we're Where still are you going in five years? I think I know where I'll find you. I hope to God we're not still in the same place. No. <laughs> hey, I got an Please idea. I'll be able be to find you place. just fine in five years. All right. Yeah. Let's just say this. <laughs> Fucking steak dinner goes to the winner. Oh, okay. Done that way because it's a steak dinner. If it happens in five years, because he hasn't even done the last one yet. He said he's waiting to find the right script to be his last. So once he produces his next movie, if there's anything that comes out after that, steak dinner. Now. But steak dinner for the winner. The loser has to sit there eating like, what? A bland toast? They're only allowed apps. That's still pretty good. Okay, fine. They're fucking, they have to. They have to get a salad. I hate salads. They get to you drink like gravy. You get a cup of gravy. Kind of like that. I would do that. Oh, okay, then I don't want you to like. Okay, it. Well, that's why I said gone. a salad. I hate salad. Yeah. Oh, good. Then you're getting it. Yeah, like a salad. Salad. No dressing. Yeah. Yeah. Garden salad style. Yeah. That I'm ch- talking the shit one, the one that they don't charge you extra for because some angry fucking busboy made it. Yeah. No iceberg. No. No liquid in that lettuce. Yeah. Let that shit be fucking trash what do you okay that's what i get what do you get for your what do you hate steak when i win okay because quentin's doing two movies it's a fake retirement we're telling this podcast like he would okay all right the reason so i'm brown right Uh uh-huh back to the the brown kid and now it's me and js javier he's the other brown kid he was actually indian he wore a turban next to me and but we were the brown kids Mm -hmm. me and javier were the brown kids and we sat next to each other and one day i wore the same fubu shirt as him and uh uh-oh yes Uh uh-oh now we're like brothers we're brown 
How bad. hilarious is it that you grew up with racism from white people? <laughs> hey, dude, I was a brown. Look, you got to see how mean white people are. <laughs> yeah, I was excluded. So here's how I got out of it. Right? And you can always get out of it. Uh, not, not me. I'm fucking too dark. And I'm not trying to get out of it. When they, uh, I'm going to ride this till the bricks fall off. When they, um, when they started asking questions. Mm-hmm. And boy, do kids ever fucking gang together and start asking questions. Yep, I know. I was a bully. Get, kids get curious sometimes. Mm-hmm. Kids go, I want to know the truth. Right? Like, mm-hmm. I wasn't allowed to let people in my apartment because it was really small and parents weren't proud of it. So they say, keep the kids outside. <clears throat> I did successfully for so long until one day we're walking home and they're like, Alex, we going to your place? And he's like, no. And Alfonso's like, we're going to my place? They went, no. And I went, looks like we're going to Brett's place. And I was like, haha, yeah, right. And I went, no, we are, man. We never go to your place. And they all teamed up and we walked down that alley and they're like, we're going to Brett's. And I'm walking home thinking, how the hell can I reverse this? There's four of them. Mm-hmm. So I'm a half a block away walking down the alley. I need to make it to the end of the alley. And then I can see my apartment and I can get in there. I just start running. I run ahead of them. <laughs> it got that desperate. That I ran, ran. and I got up there and I said, shut it down. Fucking DEFCON 5. My dad knew the drill. Lights out. They were buzzing. They were buzzing. Next day, you know, we, I, I died with the lie. They left. They asked me the next day at school. They go, what happened to you, man? What the fuck? And I went, dude, my dad was pulling up. At the end of the block, just around the corner, he was going to Walmart. He said, jump in. There was a car behind him. I couldn't wait for you guys to get to the end of the alley. I just hopped in with him. We drove. We went to Walmart. You? How old were you? Old enough. <laughs> how fucking smart are you? That's like 20. That's something that a fucking grown adult couldn't think of. That's like 13, I'm, an, I'm 12. 40, and I'm sitting here like, I wouldn't have thought of something that clever. <laughs> I'd they, have been like, look, man. Yeah. I didn't want y'all in my house. They had to believe it. Like, are you not allowed to say that? Like, my mom... Mm-hmm. Never let me have friends over. And yeah. that was just the end of it. She just said, no, fuck you. I whoop your ass. And that's all I said to my friends. My mama said, no, you couldn't say that. Is that like, uh, no, no, I have white parents. They're not scared. of me. <laughs> They're barging in. And it's just a story it. to illustrate that kids do come a walk. They got mm-hmm. questions. They and do. They, they so, do. so they started questioning my skin. They go, what's going on? And um, so I had to come up with something. Here's what I came up with. I said, uh, they go, where are you from? And I go, honestly, I don't even really know. I start with that. Honestly, I don't really even know. So throw that guy off balance right away. Yeah, I'm off balance. Yeah. What do you mean? I go, I'll give you the honest story, man. Uh, I guess I'm adopted. And when my parents got, I came off a ship. So. The only thing that was, the only thing that was in the crate that I was in, written. You said a fucking crate. I said crate. I said written on the crate. I'm about 12 years old telling this. Grade six. Maybe less. Actually, let's go grade three. Nine years old. And on the crate, the only thing that was written was fiscus. F-I-S-K-I-S. I couldn't tell you what it means. They looked it up. They don't know. But we're thinking that was my original name. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Yeah. I'm 
try not yeah. to interrupt the story, but this is fucking hilarious. Yo, you're an asshole since birth, bro. This is and ridiculous. they all just backed off. They're like, oh, okay. And then no more questions. Fiscus. Where the fuck did the word fiscus so, come up in your head? It has to be super specific if it's going to be a good lie. And anyone knows that. You're nine. <laughs> Why do you know the specifics of a good lie? I'm an only child. I got time to figure it out. I was in a pinch and I had to get out of a pinch. Can you understand why I'm so fucking interested in the <clears throat> shit you do day to day? Yeah. Well, D- this is nine year old Brett. <laughs> you were always like this then? I was clicking. Oh my God. If anything, it slowed down. I'm, ch- I'm chasing those years. Jesus. And then, <laughs> so now that was skin color. Mm-hmm. What was the other one? Uh, sexuality. Yeah. Now, uh, now to describe Brett, uh, <laughs> to describe uh, Brett. For, for my, for my listeners. Oh God, here we go. Uh, Brett is a, uh, straight Calvin Klein model. <laughs> I know you're like, they don't have one. I know they don't. And so- <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Nicely done. Ah, ah, Nicely done. He's uh he's model esque. He's about six foot, six foot one. Yeah, yeah, about that. Six foot one. Can I be honest? I'm six one, but I show five eleven because I'm a good guy. I hunch. Ah, uh, you hunch. I eh? hunch a bit. You don't need the hunch, man. Get I'm a good. Six, I'm one. a good guy. He's about six one hundred and sixty or fifty five. Sixty five. Sixty five. So yeah. if you guys can picture that, that's about a waist thirty. Length 32. 33. You know what I mean? 33? Yeah. Uh, look who's got a little chubby on him. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, length. <laughs> you got a little chubby. 33 is the length? Yeah. Ah, you like to fucking let it droop oh. a little. No, I just got them limbs. Okay. Daddy. So longer, lower. Yeah. So like, yeah, what about a 32 to four, about 38 to 40 inch chest? He's very slim. He's a model. He looks like a fucking model. Okay. And so... Uh, he looks like an effeminate model, though. Like he looks like he fucks women, but uh, he wishes they were men. Okay, um, <laughs> I'm fucking with Let, you. No, no, no. I'm no. Sorry. Let I'm me sorry. tighten this all up for you. I'm gonna tighten all that up. This is what Billy from the Comedy Cave said. He goes, "You're a low grade Turkish model. A low grade Turkish model. I think that's very accurate." I, you know, I'm gonna my my forty. Please Google. Turkish model because that's hilarious to me. Low grade though. You gotta have that shit. Ooh, yeah, we're gonna like see overbite, the model and overbite. downgrade you. <laughs> yeah. So now okay, go ahead, continue. Sorry. So, you look like a low grade Turkish model. Yeah, but and but when I'm young though, I'm bad. It's bad. You're but, you're 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 full Turkish model. <laughs> no, I'm uh under, you're just Turkish. I'm late bloomer, I'm underdeveloped. I'm run really? to the litter. Wow. Maybe not the runt, but like on the runt end. Get the fuck out of here. So, uh, but disguise that by, by by being very good in gym class still. So being the little Martin St. Louis that can still score the goals. Mm. And then oh, his littleness is forgiven. Oh, Boykins can dunk. Oh, then Earl can hang. Mm. Right? Hey, mm. Earl. Heard you had hops. Want to come to Denny's? I assume is how his life goes. I don't know. Something so, like that. I hope there's Denny's involved. Right? Nate Robinson, you can hang. Yeah, I mean, he definitely has a Napoleon <laughs> complex. <laughs> and yeah. then Logan Paul knocks Rookie, it out of him. Ricky Rubio is borderline. I don't know if we let him hang. He's small. I, I like him, Rubio but then I don't is. like him. I don't know who that is. I'm making basketball references. I'm pandering right now. Oh, okay. You're pandering? You think my audience is black? <sighs> what is, <laughs> what's your 40? What's your 40? Forty. Is it all white girls from Calgary you haven't slept with? I mean, that'd be a huge. That'd be the dedicated one hundred and seventy-five. Yeah, <laughs> that's a list. 
Uh, the reference he's making, I'll say quickly, is that, uh, <laughs> yeah, your honor. nobody in Calgary has ever slept with me, okay? Every time nobody? I've gone to Calgary and have met a pretty girl, Holy shit. Uh, she's always rejected me. I have a horrible, it's almost laughable that like women will even take me home and then still not fuck me. So a, that's what he made reference oh, to. Can I tell get you back the, into things. Can I tell you the last time that happened to me where I struck out? Because You bloopers, never strike out. Oh, dude, come on. Come on, you don't strike out. Imagine. I will imagine. No. Give it to me. You got this fairy tale of my life. Huh? Yes, I do. And that's why you're on the podcast, so that I can unravel that fairy tale. Because even in the unraveling, it's still such a fucking interesting story. Well. I mean, shit, we've talked for about 30 minutes about just two parts of this life. And I didn't even get mm. to the shit that had me fucking interested in you in the first place. So, <laughs> is there GHB in this water I'm pouring out right now? No, I don't put drugs in water bottles. Okay. So, <laughs> it's a rule. It's a rule. It's because I drink shit. Look, uh, the last strikeout, you're, mm-hmm. you're going to really enjoy this one. So, uh, bring home a waitress from. So, Uncle Hack's in town. We do a danger room. Mm. He's fr- His girlfriend's a stripper and like a. High-ranking stripper. Let's put it that way. Mm. She knows what she's doing, and you know she personally helped, tried to help Alexis Fruling, that Stampede girl, get herself going when she entered that circuit. Okay. This girl helped her out and was the first to go. Hey, you have to have a matching bra and panty set. You can't go up there. That is so fucking funny. Mismatched. Just, I have at least two strippers that are listening to this right now, dying of laughter. Yeah, <laughs> she had to pull this Alexis girl aside and be like, "You gotta." Pull yourself together because she was hated right away. This girl like got to tip out less money to the uh when she did her private dances, she got to keep more of it than the rest of the dancers. Oh. She wasted all her time in the smoke pit. I heard all this shit. She got banned from like all the clubs. She can only work a few of them. Nobody in the dedicated 40 knows who you're talking about. Alexis Fruling? Yeah, they don't know who that is. Tell them. The girl that got banged out at Stampede. There you go. F- double right. teams. There you go. There you go. Continue now. <clears throat> so she became a stripper after, anyways. We go to the strip club. I'm there for five minutes. I bring the waitress home. It just kind of fell in my lap. And then, um, don't worry, this all crashes and burns. So I'm allowed to. Yes, please enjoy. Indulge. I'm not going to interrupt. Oh, yeah. You get all quiet. Because I'm listening. It's a good story. You get all weird. No, you tell a good story, motherfucker. Go ahead. So uh, I can tell she's just a bitch already. And (laughs) it's not going too well. But. It's going well enough, I guess. And we go back to the place. And I start like lowering my voice a little bit. Mm, sexy time. I do that. No, no. I have a roommate. He's asleep. Oh. <laughs> oh, shit. My roommate, Tyler, you know, chef, chef of Yuck Yucks. Yes, my I guy. do. He's got his side of the apartment, but his door's a little bit open. So, I, you know, I start lowering my voice. She goes, why are we whispering? Mm. And I go, I got a roommate. And she goes, you have a roommate? I go, yeah. She goes, how old are you? I go, 29. She goes, you need to do better for yourself. Oh, my God. I laugh. I go, this is nice. This is great. She walked. My dick would have got soft right there. She walked into my bedroom. She looked at my whiteboard. She saw some notes, a couple words, right? Ideas, jokes. She goes. None of this is funny. 
Oh, okay. Oh, God. Right. Now, picture it's just like the word Walmart written down. Like this is where you choke her out now? Because I choke no? a bitch out for talking about my no, jokes. No, I'm don't know so- me like that. I'm like, hey, I'm here for the story. Like, this is hilarious. I'm oh, not going to get a offended. true comedian. You'll do things just for the story. I'm not going to get offended. This is actually very funny to me. And I'm like, wow, I get to live this moment. This is, I'm front row for this. Mm. I'm the person. That she is destroying one by one. And then Jesus. she goes, this isn't funny. She goes, do you do comedy full time? I go, yeah. She goes, um, hmm, I don't know. I saw you on a promo with Chris LaBelle one time. It, <laughs> it wasn't funny. Chris LaBelle. Yeah. I love you, Chris. Yeah. Uh, you do some weird promos, but I love you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and one of those weird promos I can, did with you. Can them. you tell the, the look? She's right. What the weird promo was, though, because they don't know what the weird promo was. Look, you, he gets you in a shower. It's his thing. It's his go-to bit. You know, like there's certain things that make humans laugh. When guys dress up in dresses, the guy doing the girl bit's funny. Guy getting kicked in the nuts, it's funny. Yes, it is. And then the guy on guy that are obviously two, two straight, straight guys, guys. Guy on guy's funny. Yeah. So he's going for the third, like the holy grail of comedy. <laughs> Like the easies. Oh, yes. And it still doesn't hit. Mm. Like it's just him scrubbing my back in the shower and it's weird. And you know what? I, again, I go along with things because it's like, oh, the tickets. Yeah. I try to do the same. I go, oh, we actually sold those shows out. Oh, did we embarrass ourselves doing it? Am I going to uh, lose a woman entirely because of this in two years? Yes. <laughs> and it's happening now. And so she goes, you weren't funny. She goes, I have to pee. Oh my God. Why do I always do this? I hold my pee like forever. And like I have to be so bad. And like, where's your washroom? Now pay attention to all that detail. Uh huh. That's a lot of detail. That's a lot of detail. I wouldn't say all that much to go pee. Exactly. And I'm already suspicious. Mm-hmm. You should be suspicious. When I hear this much unnecessary detail. Stranger danger. I go, there's something's coming here. She goes to the washroom. She doesn't turn the tap on. Most women always turn the tap on when they go to the washroom to cover the sound of their That pee. is so fucking true. Late, classy ladies. Because they don't want uh, you to hear them pee. Here's the thing. I appreciate a woman who doesn't. Because it's like, no, 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 it's not for me to listen, you loser. It's to to show that, like, I don't care if you are. Like, she has confidence. She's Mm. like, yeah, this is what pissing sounds like. You're a human too, right? Okay. Get over it. Okay, when you say it like that. This isn't embarrassing. I thought you were listening to the door like, If you're dropping a shit, you better turn on the shower. That's a heavy flow. Yeah. (laughs) You turn on the shower when you take a shit in my place. Cold air to cold water. So there's no humid humidity. humidity. Yeah. That swamp really ass. Fuck. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. You take Continue. your period shits outside. Oh, that's disgusting. Keep yeah. going. No though, one ever talks fuck. about the period shit. Nope. Don't want to get into it. I uh, think I have to start talking about it if you guys are all going to avoid it. I think you should because the, the Look, me and the dedicated 40 are like, nope. I, I grew up in a one bedroom apartment until I was 17 with my parents. So I had like, it's still on me. Like it's in my skin, dude. I grew up with a full house. Uh, until I was 20 and I still never saw that shit. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't. You know, the thing I saw you got out of the, the period jungle? panties. You got out of the hanging ju- from the shower. I Ew. had uh, <laughs> I have three sisters and my mom. Yeah. And I lived with them until I was 20. And you never got hit with one period shit. No, but a lot of panties. They like to wash their panties in the sink and then they hang. Dude, I got news shower. for you. They're, you've been hit with it and you didn't know it. I hope I don't want to know it. I don't need a flashback. Maybe you just don't know the distinction. Between the, let's oh, get please. Off this. I don't need that distinction, <laughs> bro. 
I don't need to be like, did you eat beets today? Hey, I I started eating beets. My dad told me to start eating a can of beets before your workout. It's like a natural pre-workout opens up the blood, the capillaries. Oh my God. It's like, yeah, he does little things. He takes baking soda, a tablespoon of it that nullifies the lactic acid. He's got little things. Look, he designed me with pills. He's designing himself. Mm, And he did have some massive arms, legs. Brett's dad uh, looks like a wrestler. (laughs) As funny as it is, because Brett looks like a Turkish model and his dad looks like he just finished retiring from the WWF. (laughs) Patrick Swayze on steroids. He's huge. Yeah. He's massive. But not actually on steroids. Yeah. With the shorts, that is a hilarious photo of how big he is. It's very important to note that he's not on steroids. That is very important for them. That is very, very important. It's very important. I know a lot of uh, uh, muscular people who are all natural, and they're like, don't you ever think I take steroids? Because yeah. uh, there's a lot of people that take steroids, yeah. and they look huge. I mean, I'm not going to say names, but we know. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, he actually... Nah, fuck it. Chris LaBelle, he talks oh, no. about it all the time. So He's that, like, that's the only guy I... Well, not the only, but when you're out in front of it and you're honest about it and you make jokes about it and you tell everyone yeah I'm on steroids of course I'm on steroids look at me look at my forearms look at my veins yeah of course I'm on steroids yeah if you try to hide it you try to pull the wool over my eyes yeah you're 45 and you're ripped <laughs> by the way Chris LaBelle looks fantastic he's in phenomenal yeah. shape but he is using steroids but he never hides it he talks about steroids and what's that one growth hormone GH <clears throat> He fucking has that yeah. in the fridge, bro. Yeah. That's in the fridge. Okay. Hey, let's not talk about another guy's prescriptions here. True. Right? However, look, Chris, I, you look fantastic and I love you. Back to the story. No, I got a new one for you. So, speaking of like, <laughs> did I lose it? No, 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 no. We're gone? talking about her in the apartment, yeah. right? She's in the bathroom now. <clears throat> no. Okay? So, she's peed and she doesn't turn the tap on. That's where we left off. And then we segued off into our fuckery. Yeah, okay. I got so another story. So, she's in the bathroom later. on the toilet. So, yeah, doesn't turn the tap on. Mm-hmm. So I just go sit on the couch and then I just hear her on her phone. She goes on her phone and she goes, yeah, I'm just going to get out of here. Like, how did you were you listening to the door? Or did you <clears throat> sitting outside? Like, How the fuck did you hear? Were you listening for the pee? She's too dumb. <laughs> She's speaking far too um, loud. Buddy, I have to have you on two podcasts. <clears throat> I'm too on. Funny. I'm in the living room. Oh, God. I'm damn. on the couch. I can hear from behind me. Yeah, I'm just going to get out of here. Now, she's on the phone, and this is a part of her story when she yeah. comes out. So she mm-hmm. comes out, doesn't even flush. Too stupid to flush her fake pee. Mm-hmm. Too stupid to mask her fake pee with the tap. Too stupid to flush. Mm. And now, this is what's really crazy, is she puts on an act. She comes out the door. I'm not even facing her. I go, hey. She goes, oh, my God, I have to go. My friend is really sick. Mm. And I go, oh, shit, it's too bad. Okay. She goes, I wish I could say. She comes up to me. She starts kissing my neck in the Get side. Get the fuck Come out on of now. here. Kissing the side of my head while saying it. I wish I could say. I just wish I. My friend's really sick. I just. Oh, I so wish I could stay into my ear. And I'm like, and you psychotic. Like, mm. you want nothing to do with me? And you're doing this act to cover your lie. But I've already spotted lie one, mm-hmm. lie two. This is lie three. You think you're batting clean right now? Get yeah. the fuck out of here. Yeah. But I just no-sold her. I was like, no, I understand. Like, I, I would do it too. We'll get together another night. It's all good. I was so amicable with her. Mm-hmm. And boy, did that drive her crazy. She goes, what? You don't care? She got mad at me. 
for not for her caring. fake story. Yes. Fucking no. Yeah, dude. No. And she, uh, and she <laughs> laughed, and I laughed. And I went, "That's better than getting laid." I didn't risk a disease. I didn't fucking add another person yeah. unnecessarily to my life. Yeah. I just got a story out of it, and she took an Uber home. Oh yeah, mm. dude. Mm. What mm. a mm. night. Mm. She took an Uber home. Good. Wait in the lobby. I like that kind sweet. of night myself. Oh, that is a good night. Yeah. Now, um, you are. So there's a strikeout story for you, dude. It's fun to strike out. I, not for me. Mine's are sad. Mine are not funny and entertaining. They're very nice women who don't want to be a whore yeah. because they are. And, <laughs> and they, they, you know what? It, not, not, I'm just joking about that, by the way. I'm just saying that like a lot of women will bring me home and then they want me to be their boyfriend. Bring you home. Yeah. Every strikeout has been in the living room or bedroom of a woman in Calgary. And what happens is they bring me over in these late nights or these, these they'll invite me down and then they'll say things like, you know, I'm not going to give it to you tonight, you know, or, or we should way. start out as friends and get to know each other. Yeah. Like they want to make me their boyfriend material, yeah. Yeah. but they invited me under the guise of being hoes. And I'm like, oh shit. You're such a nice person, and I know that you would probably be fantastic for a relationship. They were leading the witness. But I came here for some hoes. Were they leading the witness, you would say? I mean, the only witness is, is my penis. Right. And he was definitely led. Led. He was you led. Know what I'm he was definitely led. I feel like I was gobsmacked. <laughs> I just want to say the word gobsmacked. It does not fit in that sentence. But yeah, no. So <laughs> mine are not funny. They're just sad. It's just women looking at me being like, yeah. nah. You know, and then I and then I go home and then I go home. Oh, my God. So, um, but uh, speaking of uh, uh, rejection, oh uh-huh. you have <laughs> overcome so much because uh, which started out as a, by the way, now be honest. Here we go. I understand where they're coming from, but don't call I them watched they. you do don't that call joke. Them uh, you had a joke about. <laughs> Uh, something that had happened in the news not once but twice uh-huh. uh, within the Sikh community. Now, no, just on uh, Earth, it was a river. We all go to it, right? And it was a well, sorry, yeah. I mean, a, a member of the Sikh community, yeah, and saved a woman out of the river with his turban. It was a very heroic deed. For four years, I crushed doing a joke where it and ends. it happened again, right? And uh, it was later. a joke that you were doing regularly. Yeah, and, I had merch. Uh, one of, I had one of magnets. our one of our good friends yeah. is also Sikh, Sunny, and he uh, Sunny Dollywall, love him to death. He also knew the joke and had no problems with it as well. No, he had it in he, his act. He yes. would reply to it, right? And um, yeah, but then what happened? Well, it just it became offensive at a different time. It literally, honestly, and this is the truth. It was the day. Uh, Donald Trump left office, and that's not a lie. It was the election day. Oh my God, you have horrible timing. <laughs> Biden, Biden came into office, and I got canceled on the same day, like that. It was poetic. God damn, it was poetic. The, but the, the, the problem was, work. though, they had taken it the wrong way. Like they had. Uh, it was correct me if I'm wrong. It was not cut up. Like they cut it to make it look like you yes. were insulting somebody. Okay, so the, but joke, the whole joke is essentially the joke is this guy used his turban like a whip, like a lasso. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I I I call him East Indiana Jones mm-hmm. in, in the end of it. Okay, yeah, that's funny. It's accurate. It's funny. I say this guy's a hero. Rooms applaud and agree and yada yada yada. Okay, it's it, I don't have to explain this fucking joke. 
Yeah. But when, for example, you take 10 seconds of it and just the 10 seconds of me coiling up a mic cord and acting out, mimicking the yeah, scene. Yeah, that's what I had seen. It, is it was just you kind of, it was almost like a boomerang of you just dancing. Yes. So but I'm, no joke. Oh, you saw that cut. Okay, well, yeah. there's another 10 second cut of me going, take it, I save you. It's getting vet. Take it. Like, mm. you know. And uh, yeah, because fucking I'm half, I don't know what to tell you, man. And uh, 10 seconds, if you just see that. It's, um, it's taken out of context. And for example, you posted on the anniversary of the 1985 sick genocide. It's pronounced sick, by the way. And uh, during Sick Awareness Month, you have people chasing their clicks just like you're chasing your clicks. Oh, shit. And they did well. Your stars aligned for getting fucked up. Look, they, it was a nice edit. It was a nice edit. This is how they portrayed Donald it. Donald Trump got taken out of office yeah. on the same day that it's the seek awareness. Fund. It was <laughs> and a nice your edit. joke comes out at the same time. It's like all the stars alive for you to be fucked. <laughs> yeah, it was. And it was a big deal. Like there was death threats. A thousand. Think about Jesus that. Like an actual Christ. thousand. I got there. I got to that number. The club it was just call after call to the cave. That was the next club I was appearing at. Mm -hmm. And they were phys phoning. Like this community is not all on Instagram. They mm. call each other on phones that are on walls and say, hey, <laughs> we need your whole family to email CBC and tell them to fire Brett. He's a racist. And that's a much more do. powerful re impact. If someone yeah. calls you, hey, you need to go do this for me real quick. <laughs> and the kids that have the Instagram, they all just call me this and that and say they're going to slip my mom open and fucking rape her and then take intestines and this. They're so vulgar. And it's like, I made fun of your hat, dude. Like mm. Everyone relax. God damn. Like, and it wasn't that you made fun of their hat, by the way. It's not a hat. Uh -huh. but I know. But That's what you did point. was you said the story of, yeah, because they got a really bad edit. Because what I saw was just a boomerang of you doing the fucking, the dance thing. Yeah. And I was like, well, where's the joke? Like, you guys didn't even hear the joke. But there was too much Look. murder this white guy underneath it. <laughs> so the thing that was so crazy is like, I've never been on the front lines of the uh, being canceled. Now, of course, Brett's on the podcast. He never got canceled. He came out. We will get to that point. <laughs> but at one point, you actually had to go silent. So wow. hit me up from what was going on from there to your voice coming back out. Like, talk to me about that. How about the racetrack? <laughs> it all went down at the horse track. <laughs> which was kind of Ocean's Eleven, and I kind of liked it. I was like, well, I'm, like, I'm having this feud on my cell phone at the racetrack. And ding, 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 the sound, and they're off. And I do have money on horses, like, at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm riding Victory you Lightning. really like, fucking... Yeah. And the I don't bushes here. Get him out of yeah, here. Yeah, and I don't bet horses. I bet jockeys. So I look at the jockey's record. I look at his body weight. I look at all the intangibles. I just see his relationship with the horse. I bet humans, not horses. Okay, smart. <laughs> anyway, let's go to the racetrack next time in Calgary. Yeah, or if you come to Edmonton up. So I'll it's coming down, and right away, obviously, the manager is on the phone, going, "Dude, you got to fucking put out an apology." Like he is so wide-eyed like what the fuck you know we're getting mm -hmm. hit hard mm -hmm. <laughs> clicks are clicks though numbers are spiking i got a thousand instagram requests i put my thing to like uh private or whatever and mm. then it's two thousand requests it's like all these people knocking at my door just mm. like come on there is a a change a petition out to c cancel me or something or uh fire me from cbc 
whatever the petition was, you could see the numbers. It was for 500 signatures and it was like 324, 325, 326, 327. Like you just kept refreshing and it was like 380, 390, 410, 420. Goal reached like in a minute. And you're oh like, oh, oh, this is cool. Cool. Uh-huh. <laughs> you're like fucking numbers are numbers look at the views i'm getting on cbc to cancel no me. it wasn't like that. I, I wasn't, know i'm joking but like but <laughs> at the same okay but comparatively it was because the people around me were wide-eyed wide-eyed mm-hmm. deer looking up at the headlights i i was scared for you and i i was like guys we're deer we're nimble we can just get out of the way of the headlights i like that like but they're like, dude, you got to apologize to the car, man. Get out on the road and apologize to the car, dear. And I was like, I'm not apologizing to no one because it's a fucking joke. And, uh, but eventually people's day jobs come at risk. Mm. And, you know, manager works at a ticketing company. That ticketing company's boss is getting emails about, his employees, manager, this comedian. What? Is this his fucking, huh? What's Damn, going on? They got that deep to know who your manager was? Look, the phones were on the wall and they Fuck. were getting picked up. And <laughs> word got the out, dude. On the wall. There's 25 million six on this planet. Mm-hmm. I believe I somehow connected with each and every one of them. It felt like anyways. Yeah. No, it was just... They a- had the same mailing list as Russell Peters. Right. <laughs> buddy so, so now continue because this is like this goes deep so numbers are and then uh you know i don't know what to do i got the war room pretty much anyone that's close to me is in my living room kind of dealing with it with me at the time i got my girlfriend at the time sitting there quietly uh we have this guy named lex who is a bright burning star he's full of opinions and his opinion was do not apologize Sam Walker was in that room. His opinion was, do not apologize. Everyone else in the room, Alex Carr, my girlfriend, Adam Ruby, Jake on the phone, their opinion was, do apologize. Group was about four to two, four to five to three sort of voting. Mm -hmm. And then I got a call from the manager. He goes, I got Mark Cuban's PR guy on the phone. Hold on, patching him through. Jesus Christ. Shout out to fucking... Right. First entertainment. Now here's the problem. Saving the client. As a guy who's making basketball references earlier, mm-hmm. clearly I'm an enamored. Mm-hmm. So when you say Mark Cuban, I go, okay, Dallas Mavericks. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge. That's my team. Mm-hmm. That's literally one of the like main teams I root for. I'm a big fan of all their guys. If this is good enough for Dirk Nowitzki, <laughs> this is going to be good enough for me. This guy, he says, you need to apologize. I've already written it for you. He wrote it. Mm-hmm. I posted it on Twitter. That's it. And when he goes, you got to be silent for 21 days on the internet. This is like the mathematical formula that they figured out, mm. you know? Because at this point is when we met in Calgary and you were telling me about this, what you're going to do. So yeah, how did okay. the 21 days of silence go? And that's funny too, what I'm going to do. Uh, I texted another comic, he, you know, in the middle of it, he reaches out. He's like, hey, um, fucking, how, what's going on, man? And I was like, oh, hey, dude, fake apology just to get them off my back. Uh, I'll double down and I'll double down when my 21 days are si- silence, they're over. Like, I'll lean back into it. I'll try to get a, make a joke or something. 
And then he screenshotted that and like sent it to like other comics and stuff. So they all thought I was, good, you know, like, oh, it's what just, a dick. It's just bravado. I'm just saying, yeah, man, I'm, I'm good. I'll handle it. We'll double down next time. We'll get him next time. It's just like fake boy yeah. guy talk. That's like fucking, you know, lock. we call locker room talk where we yeah. say shit. Like none of it is. And that's the thing about locker room talk that I hate when it's like, you shouldn't say that ever. It's like, imagine being around your family and saying, you have to understand, like, guy family. What guy's family does, we get together and we try to say the most horrendous things possible to see who could think of something creatively horrible the worst. You know what I mean? We don't mean any of the things that right. we say. And when we talk about locker talk, it's the same idea. <laughs> it's just you're talking to a friend. It's like, yeah. bro, are you good? Yeah. Like, did yeah. you break up with your girl? Yeah, she left me. But whatever. I'm going to fuck 10 girls tomorrow. We're not fucking 10 girls tomorrow. We're going to be in our shower crying. But you know what? Yeah, I don't want you. I'm gonna say that. I don't want you as my lawyer in court. If these are the examples you're gonna bring, but yeah, I don't give good examples. <laughs> I don't give good examples when I've been, uh, you know, four shots of tequila in Whatever. and in a spliff. Terrible example. Sorry. Go ahead. So yeah, I, I don't know uh, <laughs> what you want out of this, but essentially uh, decided to post the thing he wrote, and then did the silence, and then yeah, the numbers go down. You literally see on the website like just the chart; it goes way back down to normal, and, and then, now. Uh, Here's what I love is the rise and the return. Well, because now yeah. you have uh, and I call you the Vince McMahon because you are now the creator and orchestrator of the Cal like Calgary's roast battle. You are Calgary's roast battle king uh, in terms of promoting, hosting, running. You are the guy and you even had uh, additions to your team. and now. Tell everybody what's going down now. Because, like, everything you're doing now for me is amazing, and I love it. Um, so, like, there was the fall. How did you get to the rise? Like, how did you get to... What made you even start and then fucking get to this level? That's what I want to know. Um, <laughs> glamorizing it, but it's survival. It's just... You have a fantastic show. I'm in. No, I mean, you guys could ever get to watch it. It's fucking amazing. I'm not glamorizing. Your show is amazing. Well, Danger Room is special, man. And we, we've introduced locking phone bags now. So you don't even get your you get to keep the pouch on you. You can feel your phone vibrate through it. But if you want to unlock the pouch, you got to leave the showroom. So I love that. it. We say, as Sam Walker says, we say $50 words on stage. Mm -hmm. So no one's hearing them unless they bought a ticket. So we're not taping this. This isn't for your fucking story, your Snapchat. I hate that. When I look I into the that. crowd and a girl is filming, always a girl, and it's for their story or something, but they all they honestly don't understand comedy. They catch setup too, 15 seconds of setup, no laugh. It looks like mm -hmm. you're bombing. Mm -hmm. They're never doing you a favor. Yeah. And no one is thanking them for this footage either. Yeah. So it's got to end and now I can do it and it helps the comics out. It makes the audience honestly feel like they're at a more special show and it's very in the moment. The tables, when they come early, they talk to each other. They're not on their phones before the show. So they're already they're having a better night out. Yeah. That I was a big, big fan of them in Texas. We brought them here. So Danger Room's the only dark show in the province. Dirty show. Mm -hmm. um, we spiced things up, man. When vaccine passports were in, I used to dress up as a blind guy and check people's qr codes that's fucking hilarious bro and then sam weighs you in at the door your body weight to check your bmi just for health and safety reasons of course hilarious 
guys so, are hilarious. Yeah, this is dumb shit. We're outside of the... And then, you know, you rub people the wrong way by making some decisions like that. But hey, that's the point. Can't get along with everyone. Nope. And then... Um, Roast Battles is still going. Next one's April 9th in Edmonton, actually. If this is for the 40. I, hey, so can you please... Yeah. I want you to plug what, Danger Cats and the Roast Battles and your dates as well as just um, one. how everybody can get in touch with you. So, no. my dedicated 40 don't know you. No, we don't overload them with info. We just give them one hard sell. All it's right, just, give them the hard it's sell. It's just April 9th Roast Battle at Live on Jasper. Ooh, and that's I know it. that place. Tickets that's at DangerCatShop.com. Okay. Where's that at again? Tickets at DangerCatShop.com. Nice. Okay. And how do they follow you, Brett? Just my name. You just search it. I got various profiles for you. <laughs> for a reason. <laughs> Look, we didn't finish my sexuality. We didn't even get into my Bro, court dates. That's what I'm saying. We have to have you again. I was a lawyer. I, I beat two I, speeding tickets. Bro, you... I, I represent myself. Your life is so fucking interesting. We've done an hour and four minutes. And Look, we didn't even get through, I'd say, no, 20%. No, no, we're no. We're not stopping. You're, oh. in, you're insane to stop. Okay, well then fucking let's roll. Well, let's do it. You just decide to either release it all at once mm-hmm. or a little bit later. And this is where you do your edit now. This and has if- been another episode of the Comedy Reject Podcast. We're coming back next episode with part two. This has been another episode of the Comedy Reject Podcast. We're back. And of course, there's none other than the still continuing story. And I hope not a bad edit. But <laughs> if it was, fuck it. This is part two, the continuation of my conversation with none other than Brett Forte. Brett, we left off uh, last episode on a cliffhanger because yeah. like, we were over an hour and I had to cut it. Now, I'm arguing that we should all just keep all of this and release a log version because I think that would be very enjoyable if everyone heard you transition. That was fun for me. You know what? Maybe I'm just going to leave it then. Yeah, yeah. Fuck it. Let's leave it. I think it breaks down the fourth wall. I make terrible decisions while I'm high and drunk. Look, now we're loose and your normal voice is back. You got into that other voice again. What are you talking about? Oh, play it back. You okay, fucking, fucking guy. Hey, Continue. everybody. Like, you you looked Continue. at the ceiling. First of all, you laid on your bed and you looked at the ceiling. Yes, I did. You became this different guy. I like, just put on my deep voice. I know you're in a long sleeve <laughs> sweater, but you were wearing this open silk robe when you were speaking. That's how I feel to the roof. most of the day. Hey, can we talk about this sexy character you think you are sometimes? Yeah, I we could talk about it. Oh, let's. Yeah, you can. Look, you can make voice. It takes about it. an hour of small talk to warm up to a conversation mm-hmm. like this. So mm-hmm. I'm glad we're here. What's happening with you, man? You think you sexy? You think you're Val Venus? No, I think I'm Sterling Scott and I'm sexy as fuck. Oh, wow. I'm 100% confident in saying that. So I'm just here to correct you on a few things. That's okay. <laughs> I feel hey, sexy. I'm not gonna lie. I don't like that. I you know it's okay look if you're it's not meant for you if you're your friend honey hey and you're mm-hmm. saying that then i'm all for you girl yeah, she's yeah. beautiful you are feeling sexy and i agree but mm-hmm. yay look at you well, i'm not taking naked pictures it's just a picture of me smiling yeah but, but my smile look the fact that my fucking smiling face without having my shirt off in the bathroom being like this is 40 i didn't do any of that shit it's just a selfie 
And the fact that that selfie uh, is two, making you feel that uncomfortable yeah. is you know that I was that good looking in the photo. No, it's yeah. it's uncomfortable because it's too positive. You're like, I believe him. Like, I like myself. And it's like, yeah, we should all I like ourselves. I like myself. Stop telling everyone that you like yourself. I have to because a lot of people look at me and think um, <laughs> a lot of different shit. And uh, uh, when I talk to some people, it's actually surprising to them my positivity they think i'm the super negative hard to talk to i'm a diva but you know like <laughs> like the asshole yeah. diva that's like astrological signs yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look no. at me look at me do you believe in astrological no absolutely okay. not i all thought right. that was hilarious because i'm like that's one of my jokes Okay, yeah. But no, I, I do not believe in that shit. All right. Now, you don't listen to Gary V fucking uh, inspirational tapes, podcasts. No, I don't listen to any of those. Okay, good. But I don't have anything against them. Some people honestly are <laughs> down in their lives and hurt people hurt people. And until we start healing the world through fucking positivity, we'll continue <laughs> the cycle. Okay. And Miss Universe is. Uh, You know what? The problem is that I'm still a little... I'm going to smoke again after this podcast. But... I think it, I mean I don't no, know. No, this man. is the Rogan theory of like you really don't start connecting until hour two in the sauna. With I someone. believe it. I, be, I mean, Joe Rogan does an amazing job. Okay, and, so um, let's but yeah, stay well, on go theme. Ahead. Let's stay on theme, man. Like, yeah, you, go ahead. You started this chat about an hour ago of just being like shit. Yeah, we a actually, little apprehended by some of my decisions in life. So I'd like to expand on that more. Like, yeah. So we we talked about the fall and we were getting into the rise and then um uh episode fucking two came into uh effect and then we lost track for a bit but basically what we were talking about was the fall of uh brett forte and then fucking from the ashes you've come this great uh you've done these great things and what we were talking about where it started was was danger cats which by the way april 9th in edmonton (laughs) dangercats.com yeah sure is where you'll get your tickets at Station on Jasper. And it's going to be at the Station on Jasper. Yeah. Now, Thank you. what we're looking at is April 9th. If you go see the show on April 9th, this story that he's going to tell you is how he went from I was getting 1,000 death threats and what you left out was you actually got kicked off of a CBC TV show. Yeah. And you went too, from uh, that to April 9th you're going to have a sold out show. Okay. That's there's a big, there's a lot there. That's why we said we're doing a second I know, one. You're trying to be poetic. And I'm but not you just, trying to be poetic. I just speak that way. Cause I'm just, sweet. Like you that. also chose if it's like a 120 seat venue. It's just this, like it's not, it's station on Jasper. It's to fill a hole right now. Cause Sam's banned from yuck. Yuck. He's not allowed. Any, <laughs> look, it, we're you getting a downplay. It, we man. get a little carried out, carried away, you know? So anyways, the just store. We're just talking come about have a good show. Thing. Yeah, and it is a great. There is show. no fall and there's no rise, dude. There is a fall and a rise. You went silent for 21 days because you had a thousand death dude, threats, but, and now you're selling out a 120 seat venue. How is that not a fall? Yeah, and but rise? what does silent mean? Oh, I didn't post a fucking Instagram post once a week for a few weeks. Oh, you went silent. No one gave a shit. You had to have Mark <laughs> Cuban's publicist write you an apology letter. Yeah. At what point in time do you realize you fell? <laughs> oh it's when you lose the special on tv and then you lose your podcast co-host shit and I then forgot about that you lose your album deal and then you lose the podcast deal because your podcast co-host left oh my god and then uh shortly after you lose your girlfriend and but you never lose your hair because you're dead 
made your mom take niacin <laughs> when she was pregnant I, with you. So oh you have great hair. God. But um but now yeah. you came back. How did you link up with Uncle Hack? So that's what I mean by like that's part survival, man. He he found it was perfect, man. Me, Sam, and him linking up. It makes a show. Mm-hmm. And it's like, uh, I feel like people had to team up to kind of survive. Mm-hmm. You couldn't, none of us could do it solo. We all needed each other. Mm. And to pack a place, we need each other. Mm-hmm. To put on a good show, we need each other. To have a good time on the road, we need each other. It's like all three. Hack is very well known on the internet. He mm-hmm. has an insane following comparatively mm-hmm. to either Samurai. I'm kind of in the middle. You have a good following. Yeah, but it's tiny compared to Hacks, right? Mm-hmm. They're very devoted. Hack is new into comedy. Good, but doesn't have a lot of time. Mm-hmm. He can't fill a show. I need some guys that can fill a show. I can fill a show. I can do other things as well. I can be Vince McMahon. I can make good little creative yeah, decisions. I want to say that. What is your role and, uh, as well as the other roles? So we found out that Uncle Hack is the one that is assisting with the social media following. Well, he's, he's And he the, needs somebody to help fill the time for the show. He can't do a show alone. He's also the hottest middle in the country. The guy oh. is a great 20. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then after the show, they all take photos with him and fucking Sam and I <laughs> stand there with our dicks in our hands. So and what he, is your role then? And we just shake our head. We go the hottest middle of the country does it again. And he's mm-hmm. going home having like threesomes, foursomes after shows. This guy lives the life, the literally the danger cats brand. Like I his, love this. It's his life. There's no, it's not a, it's a bit of a play up. Like he does some characters and stuff like that. But yeah, it's interesting to watch, man. And Sam and I are a little bit more like. Just fucking about to stand up. I don't know. It's like he's Michael and you're Tito. No, you know what? <laughs> I, I just said that. And it's like, no, we're not more about the stand up. It's just we can't get laid like he does. Like it's not like it's not we're like we're not turning down threesome offers. We're just not getting them. Yeah, exactly. Michael Tito. His girl <laughs> his girlfriend is a stripper and and sets it up. It's insane. Yeah, Michael Tito. I get it. I want to get past it. His girl, they go on Bumble. She'll find a girl and then she'll just say, send him a picture and go, okay, this is waiting for us later. That's beautiful. It's insane. That's um, amusing life. So it just works, man. And my job is to be usually the headlining comedian. Sometimes Sam in certain scenarios we, we think might be a better choice. And then, uh, you know, just kind of have a hand in picking the dates and the venues as well. It's kind of like a full, I mean, hack as a business partner as well, Ben for vision commerce group. And he's like the suit. We call him the suit. Mm -hmm. And I tell him to put a fucking suit on when you talk to me too. I I go, (laughs) I go, I'm not taking no FaceTimes and you're sitting in a fucking George T from Walmart. I hang up when he FaceTimes me and he's in a shirt. I hang up. I text Mm. him. I go put a fucking suit on. Oh my God. I would hate dealing with you as a client. Well, it's just funny, right? If you're going to be the suit, then wear be you. the suit. Be the suit. Oh, my God. So, he's great. And oftentimes, uh, girls will come up to him after shows and go, you're really funny tonight. They think they're, he's me. Mm-hmm. And he just pretends to be me. And I could only imagine what stories there are out there in Edmonton about me, but it's not me. That's not a good thing. You should not let that happen. 
I trust him. I like that's it. how you end up in it's, prison. Uh, it's a good bit, though, right? Okay, officer, well, right. it's a good bit. If you trust that, then uh, you you do you, man. You do you. Now, um, uh, so the rise. How is, far? Is, how is, far is, have you got? Are you guys only touring in Alberta, or have you guys made the move out east or west? It's starting now because of uh, those east and west places were locked, and mm-hmm. now they are not. So it begins. But yeah, Ooh. Alberta, we were lucky. There had to have been a moment. I've thought I'm a stats guy, man. I wrote down all my goals and assists in gym class when we played floor hockey and like European handball and shit. Like you the, were a lunatic forever, the, bro. The athletes, no, but it was a group of us. We'd all like, you know, who had most it's goals. Gym class, let I know. Go. That's fun. So I like stats. Fucking gym class. <laughs> so I like counting a nice door. You know, I like stats for the night. Like, look, we did good on the door. So wow. we were doing good on the door, and I think for a while, because everyone was down at zero. No one was performing. Mm-hmm. We were like, we must have had pretty high numbers in the country. This is why I call it the rise. At a time when the entire community was down, here comes the guy that they said was out. And you're like, nah, let's not overplay this this downfall and rise. What the fuck are you talking about? Well, I went to the Gudwara. I visit. I How vis- many comedians do you know in this comedy community in Alberta? Right. Yeah. Four that or five. can make a living independently of the. Club. I don't care. <laughs> Boring. That's how fucking crazy. Boring. That is. Don't care. It's all good. That's what I call the rise. Yeah. It's well, the rise. I, I'm uncomfortable. I mean, I noticed that about you. You don't. Uh, you this don't. This is like too positive. This is yeah, I like, noticed that. Why? What? This is boring. You? I'm thinking about the person you? listening, and they're like, "Man, I want to know about the times you go rejected and like why people questioned your sexuality and your skin color. These are stories. Not we, like we did a this whole is Oscar lot night. on your painful. I don't want to be two fucking guys in L.A. patting each other on the back right now. Uh, okay, fine. I won't fucking compliment your shit. It's uh, however, let's talk about um something that's not complimentary. Um. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, let's fucking treat so your guests that, properly. It's something that I got to get into. Yeah. Um, uh, who, <laughs> why, yeah. why the name Vince McMahon? The name? Yeah. Like, you know, there's a lot of questions about what's going on. Because you had fights on stage and shit. Like, oh, okay. And when you say Vince McMahon, are you creating the new like hands-on like comics start fighting and spitting on each other because you know uh what the crowd before he didn't know is that you and sam got into a fight on stage and he spit a drink in your face and then you guys got into like a shoving match that got broken up and yet you guys are still working together so it's like when i say vince mcmahon are you starting like a new thing of comedy where it's okay to be to get fucked up by someone that you paid? Or is this part of the act? No. Okay. Am I starting a fight club within comedy? Yeah. Is this your question? Yes. No. Well, that's why I'm asking. Because, motherfucker, if somebody would just spit a drink in my face, that motherfucker, I stab him every time I see him. Just hello, stab, stab. Look. You pay him. Did we not talk about, I maybe probably off cast, that, like, I'm not too worked up about too many things. I can get over things. What? That's why hold a grudge just simply for the sake of holding a grudge. 
That's some zen shit from a dumb motherfucker. Because you have to? Because you have to? Because everyone says I'm supposed to be I, mad? I, I don't know. I I, I think it's entertaining as hell. And the fact that you're bringing it up on a podcast means there's value to what he did so I can get past it. And see, that's the thing. How did you get past that? Because, oh, the He's door. spit in your oh, face. Hey, start counting the door. People start coming. Everyone at Man. Earl's was like, dude, we heard about it. How does everyone at Earl's know? That is true. I, I've done a lot of shows. Nobody at Earl's has ever come. So then it's like, cool. And then, you know, pandemic hit. That was March 13th, 2020. He, someone said he actually started COVID in Calgary. There's people that comment that. He was the first spitter. There's this one guy that doesn't Oh, laugh. Yeah. I get <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. He was the first yeah. spitter. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No. but That's he ground zero. That. They say Yuck Yucks is ground zero for COVID-19. Anyways. It was the airport. Yeah. But. Hey, it's uh dude a uk television show uh did a piece on us an eight minutes eight minute primetime piece on channel five <laughs> why the fuck would a european channel care about you guys i'm for real they it's called fights camera action the show oh, okay now it makes sense and they track down internet fights and the people that were in them and they get their story each side of it and they contacted us separately and there's this eight minute piece that canada can never see you need like a vpm changer to even access the thing on the internet but it was well done and they go and contrary comedians they say rival uh construction workers uh, so outside of the stats and the fucking highlights of european television you're telling me because uh, by the way i like sam love him great guy i just understand don't understand like nothing between you guys was ever personal about that ever again. You guys just moved forward together and just created this shit. We, there was no, we pushed each other. We didn't throw punches. He threw spit. Okay. Maybe because I'm black, but in black community, if someone spits in your face, you might as well have shot me because that's fighting for life. Like there's no coming back. Why? Cause the book says so. I don't know, man. I don't write the book, but I've read it. And if you spit in a black person's face, the next time he says, I'm sorry, yeah. is when they're at your funeral or in the, the they're <sighs> getting the needle because they killed you and they got caught. And they're like, I'm sorry that I did this. That's it. Spitting in the face for me is the ultimate. If you slap my mama or spit in my face, I'd be like, it's a close tie. Yeah. So how is it? Okay, first of all, for him to be so mad, um, because you did fuck with him. You did fuck with him. Tell them what you did. I don't know what you mean. You fucked with him. How? Tell them what you did to How him. Did, I Tell them what I you don't did know. to him. I seem to forget. You stole his, was his phone or his laptop? And it had private photos on it. And you. How private? He was naked in them. No, he was not. Oh, he That's said a that lie. he was. He said that it was his. I like to see where the monkey telephone takes this story sometimes. So you this tell me what, what said, happened. You uh, tell me. That he had very private photos from his career in porn and that uh, monkey uh, telephone he was just an exotic dancer oh man exotic dancer okay fine i didn't even know he was an exotic dancer monkey telephone. i thought it was porn yeah and that you took those and then posted it didn't post it showed it to just a room full of people oh okay monkey telephone there we go well i'm glad we cleared that up yeah. So you took photos that were personal to him and showed it to a bunch of people and he was pissed off about it. It was him in a nice American printed thong and he was oiled <laughs> up in their promo photos for that job. So it's actually like his business card. So it shouldn't be that embarrassing. 
But, you know, obviously he was sensitive about it. You sens- Did you know that before the show? He that he was sensitive about he it? He was more sensitive about the second image I showed. Well, what was the second image? I wasn't at the show. Well, what did Monkey Telephone tell you? I didn't know about a second image. Oh, interesting. How that one has been omitted from the records. No second image. Please tell me. Second image is uh, a picture of him. He's mid-shave. You know how guys do sometimes when you're shaving your mustache. Maybe you shave one side first and then the other. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of work your way into the middle. And yeah, all, I've done that. And all of a sudden, you're like, oh, well, you got a Hitler stash for a little bit. You know, you're like, ah, oh, maybe you take a photo, you send it to your girlfriend, and then you shave it off, right? <laughs> maybe. People do this. People have jokes. I, I agree. People do do this. So he did this. I got the photo. I presented it. I tied the two images together by saying, uh, you know, his body. I was like, yeah, he's in shape. I, he was on a juice cleanse. And uh, here's a photo of him on an ethnic cleanse. Oh, fuck, bro. That's funny as shit. <laughs> That's funny as shit. That's and, so fucking uh, hilarious. Here's the ethnic cleanse. Whoa. And then cue uh, fights camera action. Is it because white people don't like to be called racist? I don't know. Is that That's the thing. I, I like... They called me a racist and I went to the Goudoir and I hung out with them and had a meaningful fucking debate with 10 guys in turbans and it was an awesome day. Like, God, didn't hate life. it. I went to it. I said, yeah, you think so? I'd love to come over. <laughs> oh my God, you're fucking lunatic. So anyways, um, now everything is good between He's not. Guys. He's not. The point that what I meant by that is he's not a racist. No, 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 no. We get that. We get that part. I, I, I'm more laughing at how funny the punchline was yeah. that it made him spit at you because I'm like, that is pretty goddamn it's funny. It's fun, man. It's funny. It's pretty goddamn funny. We Probably had to do something big because he did, he rejected, he left the stage one night months before. What did he do? He ref- Oh yeah, he lost a round and he wouldn't stay on stage for Salt in the Wounds. Tell them what that is. Salt in the Wounds on my show, it's how I do roast battles a little differently. It's not like a Roast Battles isn't an, an, a unique idea, okay? It's been done by Jeff Ross and the Brian Moses and the yada yada, okay? And Those are the only people that can say that they are the originators. Everybody else, shut the fuck up. Yes. So I got to be a little different. So I do this thing when when you lose your round, you lose some more. I sit you on the stool and I pepper you, salt in the wounds, you know, a little bit more. He left the stage. He didn't receive his salt and the crowd was chanting for him to come back and he yells back you don't fucking deserve it you ain't fucking getting oh it. i saw that clip yeah you ain't getting it i saw and it he locks the green room door and he throws a hissy fit and i'm thinking this is hilarious awesome you know some other comedians are a little freaked out and uh i'm like great you know the guy's a wrestler at the end of the day he's a wrestler he's not a comedian you got to treat him for what he is and um so i did i banned him from the show i said <laughs> i said uh hey you gotta treat him like a wrestler i fired his ass yeah yeah all right you're fired then sounds good so you're banned and um banned his ass so then he paid for a ticket the next show and he sat front row <laughs> that was funny that's literally wrestler shit yeah so he cut a promo it was all good, man. It's you know, it's a storyline in between the show that I don't see any other shows even trying. I'm not saying we're doing a great job at it, but it's I love fun. what you're doing. 
I'm not going to say any nice, more nice things about you, though. Thanks. And then, uh, so that was fun. And then I go, okay, if you want to be back on the show, you have to take your salt, right? You got to take your salt to wounds if you want to be back. So he agrees, you know, January 25th. Yuck, yucks. Sam takes his salt. And that obviously you got to go big because you promoed that salt's coming. So I had to have some salt. And then he had some spit. And then I had... <laughs> it was too blood clot salty. The bouncer picked... Bouncer Dale prevented it from going any further. He was on top of it very quickly. I like the both of you guys. I sprained my I was, finger, uh, man. And a physiotherapist at the end was like, dude, I saw that your finger was like, you saw that I wrapped it for the rest of the show. I still have to do a fucking show after that, by the way. That oh, was, shit. I thought that happened at the end. No, we started like Vince. Oh. Vince sometimes likes to bring out Stone Cold Steve Austin at the, the beginning of WrestleMania. Jeez. <laughs> lunatic. So I'm thinking, yeah. Fucking lunatic. This, this is why I love it. Start the show off with a fucking bang. It's Are like, you guys hearing this dedicated 40? Do you understand why you need to go April 9th to this fucking show? Because I'm honestly, I'm fuck, I gotta go. I gotta go see the madness well, in Edmonton. This rematch between Alicia Snyder and <sighs> Yeah, see how much air you just sucked into your lungs when I've I said seen her, her destroy. name. I've seen her destroy. Everyone's sucking in air lately when I say Alicia's name. They go. <sighs> Everyone's sucking that air in. I let that word escape my my mouth. Five people trying to suck it up. <laughs> I want it. I want it. I'm sucking it. Look, everyone needs to relax, okay? I know she's wearing a skirt for the first time on stage. I know she's she is? really coming into what herself. But all you guys need to relax. All no, right? she's good though. She's uh did she did she ever win the championship from you? The belt. Did she ever get the belt? Well, she stole it at West Edmonton Mall briefly and she got hunted down by Sam Walker, walked to her van to grab it at night. She stole it right before he was going to go on stage. He was going to be a judge. <laughs> he was going to be I'm a judge. Sorry, that's funny. He was going to be a judge. So you're telling me she really stole it, stole it? Like stole it, stole it. She like texted me. She's like, hey, he's, he's not looking at the belt. Should I grab it? And I was like, yeah, go for it. And she did. Well, because I was trying to steal the belt at the time myself. Because Sam, look, and this is real, dude. And I'm real about this. Sam, he couldn't perform at the club at Yuck Yuck uh -huh. recently. He was banned mm -hmm. for the spitting thing mm -hmm. and for ruining Todd's wedding. So he can't go to that club. Can, can we know? Can we put a pin in that and come back to the Todd's sure, wedding part? Sure. Let's continue. But I want to get back to that. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> he can't. He can't perform at the club. So I have to have it in the parking lot. At the end of the show, I have to take the audience. I go, if you want to see Sam's battle, you have to follow me across the street. So you I brought the fucking crowd. I brought the audience. From Yuck Yucks. And only 80. And brought them to a goddamn parking only lot. Only 80 of them trusted me. 80 is a is huge great, number. Which is great because it's like my dogs. These are my 40. You're talking about your 40? Yeah, I got I my had, dedicated 40. I had two 40s that night. Yeah, you did. You <laughs> <laughs> so, was rolling on dubs. Yeah. And so I stood on the hood of my cop car and they battled in my headlights, acapella, oh my no God. mic. And then picture this to, to see who was better instead of an applause, like loudness meter. I go, when I say move, you move to the side of the vehicle who you are supporting. Move. Genius. And everyone just walks over in a seat of Sam and then they celebrate. He jumps up on the hood of the car. He's got another promo. He goes, 
I've put thousands of asses in those seats. And he points to the Yuck Yucks building. And he goes, by banning me, they've only made roast battles more powerful. And everyone cheers. He hops off the hood of the cop car. I hop in. We slam it into reverse. I look backwards. We peel out of there. We're talking production value. Very cool moment, right? That is amazing. We, and we rolled with the punches. So... I don't know what the point of that was. We no, the, the point roast. of it was uh, talking about the battles itself. We were Sam talking about the battles. And, and yeah, the story within the story and salt the wound. So he took the salts and the spitting. And I think we wrapped it all up. Yeah, we did, man. Um, I want to go smoke another joint with you. You down? You want to pause this? No, we're done. Um, wow. Yeah. yeah we, I we tired got, you out. No, I, th- I think uh, 90 minutes is good. <laughs> this is what my dates tell me. This is what my dates tell me. I mean, I mean, we could keep the conversation going, but I don't want to have to um, uh, talk into a microphone anymore. Really? Yeah. 90? That's good. That's two episodes. Um, <laughs> but wow. it's going to be one. I We're going to leave it as one. You used me. We're going to leave it as one. <laughs> but God damn it, Brett. April 9th. Please, guys, go to the show. Uh, I, this is the longest podcast I've ever done. And um, I'm so happy to have had you on. Let's go smoke a spliff and call it a night, man. Okay, see you guys. All right, later.